When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, a podcast where I, your host, try to give you some tips on how you can explain all this weird, wild, crazy conspiracy stuff to the people you love most. Because that's what I've been trying to do the past 10 years with no success. I've been telling everybody that I give them in a shady, but every time I do, my family thinks I'm crazy. The hollow earth, UFOs, aliens, and painting, pour it in the water, they spray skies daily. When I talk about these things, they think I'm crazy. There's no escaping anymore, the evil that we're facing. Illuminati might control the sacrificing babies. The end of days, but anyways, my family thinks I'm crazy. What, they don't want to listen to you? No, they don't want to listen. They don't want to hear it. They're just like, oh, here we go, Mark. Off again this with your Mark being Mark again. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's the thing about podcasts is when you're on the air, and it's like therapy. You know, if I can't talk to my family about this stuff, I'll talk to you, Matt, and all our listeners. Yeah. So who are we talking about today, Matt? Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. On tonight's show, we talk to Chris Prozer. Chris Prozer is from the Mensa podcast. He's a really fun dude. I saw him on the Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat Patreon. If you're not a, a patron of Sam's yet, please go throw Sam five bucks. Check out his website, samtripoli.com. That's how I found him. Chris is a cool guy. We had a good conversation. Apparently, he's from Connecticut as well, so that was a cool synchronicity there and now he lives out in Oregon on the west coast he's doing good he's got his family recipe selling these awesome sauces so please go check him out check out his podcast and while you're at it go on over to our website www.myfamilythinksimcrazy.com click that support button show us some support on patreon patreon.com slash mftic and you can also see all the links to Chris there. They're also in the description below. But check out everything that uh, goes along with each episode in our blog post area called the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy Soul Lab. But anyways, enough about that. Have a nice day and enjoy the podcast with Chris Broser. And then you go down that rabbit hole and you're like, because dude... It's, that's the that's the floor drops out. We're either gonna go fucking off to the woods or whatever, Unabomber status, or we're gonna get more and more in bed with technology. 
moon and the stars, you know, your your family is this revolving thing around you. And anyway, they have this they have this idea that there's 80 percent, there's the 80 20 rule going on in the population. The 80 percent is the deaf, dumb, and blind. The fifth, the 10 the 20 percent is the uh, enlightened mass. The 15 percent is enlightened in a dark way, and there's five percent that's enlightened in a light way. And that's the five percent nation, you know, the enlightened. Today on the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast, we got Chris Prozer from the Mensa podcast. Chris, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on, bro. It's uh, a pleasure to uh, sit and uh, find a chat with you. Yeah, and not only do you have a really awesome podcast, you have a uh, sauce. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's we got a couple flavors. We got kind of a sweet and tangy, like all-purpose. You know, I t- tell people it's like ketchup, but better. And uh, then we got a dry rub, and then we got a, a hot sauce, and it's just my family recipe, and uh, you know it's my mom's recipes to be honest, and so I don't really change up the, anything. I just put it in bottles, and uh, you know sell it. People love it, so it's like, dude, it's like you know, don't fix it if it ain't broke. Yeah. So what came first, the podcast or the sauce? The the well, sauce the- came years and years ago. Like I yeah. grew, you know, grew up with it, you know, and just wanted to make sure that it was, you know, it's one of those things where it's weird. It's like, you know, if you got like a recipe in the family and you're like, I don't know if anybody else is going to like this shit, you know, and then you get it to people and they're like, yo, this is really good. And so, boom. So then you realize that you hear that a few dozen times. You're like, well, shit, I guess I should make it for them. And then it becomes too much. And then it becomes like, you know, you got to make it on an industrial scale and all that, you know, it's like, yeah, or whatever, but. Basically, if the thing holds water and people like the flavor, like, fuck it, let's go. So, Yeah, no, and it's one of those things that's kind of similar to podcasting. Like, it comes from a really, like, r- familiar place for people, like a home recipe. I think everybody has who, who's got a, a mom or dad who cooks has a home recipe they love. And oh. sauce is great. But then the podcast, you know, that's all it is. It's it's just creating a, a real personal experience and sharing it to as many people as possible. But one of the number one ways we start this podcast off is with this question. Okay. Oh. You were you were on <clears throat> Sam's Patreon, your Mensa podcast. Yep. What was the first conspiracy that set you off to thinking maybe that what's going on in the world isn't what it seems? You know, what was the first thing that was like, okay, hold up? Because we, we did kind of before we recorded, we talked about how weed gives you that. Like, oh, shit. You know? I was just going to say, man, like, I I think, you know, it's like corny, right? But it's like the Matrix or some shit where you're like, oh, I feel like something has always been off. Like, you just never could really put your finger on what it was. And then you smoke weed for the first time. You're like, oh, shit, like motherfuckers have been lying to me big time. And so that's really it. Like, I think it was just the realization that this thing that had been demonized by everybody, like, you know, from religion to, you know, local, like to schools to, you know, other parents to whatever it may be. And then you like realize like either A, these motherfuckers are just don't know. Or B, they're lying to you on purpose. Or C, maybe some sort of like, maybe it was just a white lie because really dad was like back there smoking. So it's all good, but he just had to like keeping up appearances sake. 
you know? That's exactly. So that, that's kind of my situation, right? I think I don't want to rat out my parents, but that was definitely one of the first places I ever got weed was was from digging through my mom's purse. Maybe she, she wouldn't like that story, but yeah, yeah, it was that feeling of like, oh my god, I've been I've been living a lie. Yeah, I thought I thought because for me, I was on the wrestling team. I was telling my wrestling buddies like, don't do drugs. You know, I found out one of the guys who smoked a pot. I was like, dude, you're going to ruin your life. You know, like this is all in ninth grade. Like I was so dumb and like I didn't know. Then I tried it and I'm like, wow, I was so wrong. And not See, only. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm no, sorry. it's all right. It's all right. Not I, only I, that. I totally Eddie, agree. Mind blowing, right? Yeah. Eddie Bravo, who was like the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu master, was getting right. high and training. And I'm like, oh, well, wrestling might be easier if I smoke, <laughs> you know? So, and, right. and, it, and it really did actually change my life for the better, I will say. But yeah, I think that's a that's a similar. But did it did it automatically open your eyes to like the conspiracy stuff? Did that happen later? Like, what was that like? Well, dude, to be to be fair, like, again, I think I always knew something was fucked up with the world. I just didn't really know what to put my finger on it, you know. But when I was a kid, I lived in the Caribbean and we lived in uh, this little volcanic island and it was erupting. And basically you had to get like a special stamp to like let you go to the UK. I got like locked out basically because the volcano erupted. It's like this whole thing, whatever. And long story short, you know, at some point my folks had to basically you know, like, you know, do some like, you know, dealings with governmental people and they had to make things happen so that I could get that stamp kind of thing. So I was, and that was like 14 or 15. So pretty much always been aware that there's like a back end to things, you know, like even from like very, even before that, like, you know, it's pretty obvious that there's like some you know, slick shit going on, whether it's like the mafia or whatever. But then, you know, so you learn those things over time, but then like, you know, because I was like on the trajectory for like snowboarding and like, which is like travel a million miles an hour, snowboarding, getting crazy. But also there's a huge stigma about all those people being potheads. And there's a ton of them and there are potheads. And it's weird. I, I feel like once I discovered that like weed was kind of completely a lie, but I also found that it kind of like gave you this vision. I feel like it's a frequency blocker you know, so you can see things or see through the bullshit a little bit more. But then also, dude, when you're high, you act, you, you, what you were saying with the jujitsu is so true. It's like you move differently, you know, it's just whatever you want to call it. It like, it's almost like the sensory deprivation and meditating. It's like, it's like fucking rocket fuel on that shit, dude. Like you, you kind of surf it differently when you're stoned or even on mushrooms too, you know, like totally you- different experience. Have you have you done that? Have you snowboarded or, or surfed Fuck on yeah. mushrooms? Fuck yeah, dude. It's awesome, man. I've done it with all my boys, you know, at the same time. And it's been the you know, the stuff dreams are made out of. For real. Wow. Yeah, like So that, take man. us take us into that. So you're your teenager, when was the first time you did mushrooms? What was that like? Oh dude, I waited crazy late. Like I said, I was kinda on the trajectory of snowboarding, which is like fucking partying and like like a lot just drinking basically just basically drinking and traveling and like so i was doing that a lot you know until i was probably like 25 26 and then like my excuse me my company started i had this clothing company for a while 
and that was rock and rolling. So that turned into like traveling around trade shows and that's just drinking and traveling and hustling, chasing checks, you know, and like making stuff, but like that's partying, you know, I, weed hadn't entered my life until, until like some years later, probably about 27 or so. And I, I think, you know, like on an everyday smoking thing. And then, yeah, my, my perspective just changed, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's really it. You know, I just started looking at the totally different lens, you know? And the like weed, weed was the gateway to, to psychedelics. I'm sorry to assume that you did them at the same age I did. I, I was into that stuff around like 16 bro. when I first smoked. But so a little later in life, I'm about 26. Yeah. I'm 26 right now. So yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's around the age that, that you smoked weed. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's not, it, it's from having purposefully avoided it for all those yeah. years, you know, because I, I didn't, I didn't want to be like, like a, a statistic, yeah, you know, but in reality, the alcohol was probably a million times worse, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's definitely part of why I, I avoided, you know, drugs as a whole for so long is because when I was a kid I saw people drinking and I just was like oh that doesn't look interesting to me you know so I just wrote the whole thing off and you know as I got older I started drinking a little more and and now I, I'm probably like you know one beer two beer and I'm good kind of guy because I'm really truly a stoner but I think that you know what you're saying is so true about the stigma like it it's ha it's totally flipped upside down you know now it's becoming legal in most places but you know the truth is cannabis has been around on the earth for thousands of thousands of years so it's like it's taking you back to who you really are in a sense you know is that similar and to what you experienced yeah it's like it just felt so natural right and it's like then you come to find out then it works with like the endocannabinoid system or whatever and you just like what the fuck, man? And then you find out the Rastafarians love it because it grew on the, you know, on the uh, grave of King Solomon, amongst other things, is the wisest men. And, you know, you just like, oh, okay, like, oh, wait, this shit, like, in India, they've been drinking this, like, yogurt bong drink for, like, thousands of fucking years. And, like, so it's just like, you're just a small wheel in this thing, man. And just like, you know, I don't know. Smart people seem to love it. So, like, maybe I should look into it, you know? <laughs> I don't think it's rocket science a lot of time, dude. Like, I think sometimes people get really in their own, like, in their head. They're like, oh, I'm not smart or I'm not this or I'm not that. You come to find out, like, fucking rich people are fucking so regular, you know? Some, you know, a lot, not always, you know, not, not, not Jeffrey Epstein and that. But, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, regular ass people they got money and shit and like no shit that you don't and it's like i don't know it's fascinating to like look around you're like if, if weed is bad how come every musician or every artist and everybody at all time has smoked weed it's like oh clearly it's not bad it's like yeah clearly lied to you and then then boom then you go down that rabbit hole and you're like because dude it's that's the that's the floor drops out and if weed is bad for you, how come Cheech or how come Chong is still alive? How come Willie Nelson's still kicking? You know what I mean? Like Tommy Chong and Willie Nelson, like they're living, they're living good. They're into their old age, you know. Dude, like, dude, you can't kill Snoop Dogg. You can't, you know. Just, Snoop too. <laughs> can't kill him, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So I love it, man. I think we've been lied to, and I think the thing is, the next one on the agenda is mushrooms, 
And that one, dude, that one's going to change the Because weed is going to change the world in a big way once it becomes like New York with weed. Oh, my God, bro. Like, what? Like, well, you know it's, what already, it's already very, I mean, allegedly, I've bought weed from a bodega in New York. <laughs> so, you know, it's not that it's not that hard. They have their own version of recreational out, out in New York because I'm in Connecticut. So I'm not too yeah. far from the city, you know. Where are you at in Connecticut? You know, I grew up in Connecticut. No way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did talk about that. I'm from I'm from Milford, like New Haven area. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> how, how you ready Torrington. Okay. Yeah. Nah, nah, you could keep it. You could have it. I'm well, out. That's that's yeah. I I see that man. That's a, so you grew up there. And then did the snowboarding thing from up there. I mean, obviously, look at all the mountains that you can get to from yeah. up in that part of the state, right? I mean, I assume that's nah. how you got. Is that how you got into snowboarding? Or did you leave Connecticut sooner than that? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, my buddy Andrew Combs, man, when we were kids in Harwinton is the next town over. From yeah, my, yeah. I grew up in Harwinton, but uh, he had got this snowboard and and because he was a skier, but then he convinced his mom to snowboard. And long story short brought it over i tried it or some shit you know fell in love and then you know through the uh following your parents because at that age you're young you know it's 13 14 you know i just tried to go snowboarding all the time but what was dope was while i was telling you we lived in the islands when at that point in time we really had nowhere to go and so it, that's what like pretty much brought us out to west coast is because mount hood mount hood's got snow on a year round and there's like you know snowboard camps there and all that kind of shit so it's like really kind of an epicenter for the culture. And so, you know, basically they were like, you know, we don't have nowhere to go in particular. So do you have anywhere that you want to go? And I was like, I, w I had come to Oregon the year before and with my buddy for snowboard camp. And I was like, yo, because we had come into the city and I was like, yo, Portland is fly. Like it's cheap. It's dope. Like got bento. I remember I fell in love with this food called bento. Yeah. Shit, bro. I tell my homies back in Connecticut, I'm like, Y'all don't have bento? They're like, fuck is that word, bro? Like, you know? <laughs> well, I will say that they have it on the Yale campus in New Haven. They got they got bento boxes. Yo, you got to feed those skull and bones boys right, son. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how I got interested in a lot of this stuff. Because my listeners know this story, but you might not. The, the, the guy that kind of got me interested in all this stuff. He was like pretty much protesting skull and bones in a way. He's a native American dude from Arizona. And he went out there and every day at noon, he would scream Geronimo's name in front of the skull and bones temple, because as I, you might know, they have his skull and they have his femur bones. So and I wow. ran into him just like hanging out in the park. That was not too far and uh, and we got into talking about weed and and native american culture and and then one thing led to another and he started teaching me all this stuff and and that's how i i, I knew what skull and bones was but i didn't realize how real it was until i interacted with someone who like very clearly was not lying like was just telling me the tr like from his yeah. heart you know like yeah. what happened and and it was like, it was so, because all I knew then was like, oh, there's like internet conspiracies. Who knows if those are true? Here's a person like that I could, I could shake his hand and, and smoke a joint with him. And, and he, he's telling me something that's, you know, blew my mind really. But 
yeah, Connecticut's an interesting place, man. It, it's definitely, definitely led to to a lot of interesting things that have benefited me. I mean, I was actually delivering up in uh, Harwinton when I was working for Amazon. So I'm familiar with that whole area. I saw this like really cool owl out there. I mean, the wildlife up in that part of the state's really cool. There's like people don't know there's like otters there's bears there's like all kinds of crazy like turkeys big ass deers man all kind of shit in our backyard when i was a kid as well yeah 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 connecticut is is really something special but back to the the mushrooms thing because you mentioned oregon i mean oregon just legalized all these psychedelics what do you think of that i think it's uh about time you know for the human you know family to you know be able to do these things without like dogma going into them. And, and like, you know, I think it's going to be net positive. You know, I think it's a beneficial for the whole, you know, yeah. because I think like, again, with that drinking thing and snowboarding and fucking chasing that demon or whatever that was, which I, you know, I all praise due to snowboarding. It's the best thing in the whole fucking world, to be honest. But you know, you can get wrapped up in that, you know, and Oh, what the fuck were we just talking about? Sorry. No, it's all right. We were talking about the legalization in Oregon and mushrooms. and So I think with that, like the alcohol is just a negative to that, you know? But I think with with the positive of the the mushrooms is there's no, there's this dogma dogma thing is going to be gone, hopefully. And people, so people can enter it in the the right state of mind, you know, not have bad experiences, set and setting, work with people that know the uh, medicine. And I think it's, I think, you know, I think the alcohol thing leads to people that are like more sociopath, kind of like, you know, like hard headed, like, and yeah. the other way is the other way is more nature bound, empathetic, female, whatever you want to call and it. That's net positive yeah. for the earth, for society, civilization. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you is so true, man. It's like the culture, the use of drugs in a culture talk, you know, tells a lot about the psychology of the culture and like, alcohol the psychology of alcohol is very sociopathic in some ways i mean it can be beneficial but i mean in my opinion it's alcohol has been you know ruined by you know putting it in such high concentration with liquor and then also you know you have like fluoride being mixed in the water in the beer so like i think on its own hops in a beverage an alcoholic beverage isn't a bad thing i think it's just the way we use it and the, the, it, it becomes this psychopathic kind of thing you know and you're absolutely right cannabis mushrooms yeah. they offer us a different state of mind now how have you benefited from taking mushrooms i mean just that dude just like empathy you know what i'm saying like just like you know dude we were raised by fucking savages. You know what I mean? I talk about this with my buddies all the time, like up in Connecticut, like in the woods, like, you know, if you, if my dad didn't catch you, Mike's dad was going to catch your ass. You know what I mean? And if he didn't catch you, Jeremy's dad was going to catch your ass. And if his dad, you know, and so like we was right, you know, raised by wolves, whatever. And so it's beneficial as humanity, I think is kind of turning this corner because that kind of thought process is good if you need it. But you don't need it all the time. You know, you don't you generally don't need it hardly ever. And so, you know, I think we've just put too much weight on that, like football, beer, like sport, Roman theater, you know what I mean? Like, and we just need to kind of cool it a bit, you know? And I, I just I just think that overall, just a, just a pullback on the throttle might be a good thing for human beings. 
Yeah, no, I mean, you, you kind of said the word Roman in there, too, and it is very warlike. It's very, 100%, bro. I don't want to feed into, like, the people who say, like, oh, down with the patriarchy, because I don't think they quite have it either. You know, these social justice warriors who say that, like, patriarchy is the problem, because that's not empathy. They're not empathizing the men like us who aren't contributing to this, you know, corporate federal you know fascist government and 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 control system that we're all living under it's not that men as an individual's fault but you're absolutely right our culture as a whole has these these themes that we've associated with masculinity but really they're warlike you know they're brutal they're 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 non-empathetic and i think that's a fantastic point to make is that these mushrooms bring us back to understanding empathy and experiencing empathy yeah and once you experience empathy i think it does i mean i'm not sure if you're familiar with the chakras i don't know for the listeners sake yeah well i mean one thing i remember maybe you can elaborate on this is like when you open up the heart chakra the higher three chakras benefit from that right i mean it's kind of like a key, like you open up your heart and then your throat, you know, you're able to speak your heart and then sure. you're able to see into other people's hearts and minds. And then you're able to project your heart, you know, and the li- the listeners might not know, but I was touching each chakra as I went through those three statements. And, and I think that that's like, that's what psychedelics have offered me is an experience of that, you know? I mean, dude, you're talking about chakras and you're talking about being stuck in the base chakra. You're talking about food, clothing, shelter, fighting, fucking, whatever. It's just like that's where Monday night football is meant to keep you. It's just it is what it is. If you don't see it, maybe it's not meant for you to see. (laughs) Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's also got to be a man thing, though, too, that, that states that, like, bro, sorry. If you ain't tall enough to ride this ride, sorry. You know? You ever heard of the 5% nation? No, tell us. It's like a black Mason group, sort of similar to that. And it's like pretty well depicted in like, like you'll hear like Wu-Tang guys, like uh, 5%ers talking about what's up, God, this and that, you know? And so that's what that is. The sun, moon, and the stars, you know, your, your family is this revolving thing around you. And anyway, they have this, they have this idea that there's 80%, there's the 80, 20 rule going on in the population. The 80% is the deaf, dumb, and blind. The, 50, the, 10%, the 20% is the uh, enlightened mass. But 15% is enlightened in a dark way. And there's 5% is enlightened in a light way. And that's the 5% nation, you know, the enlightened. For, you wow. know. And I think that may, maybe that does, you know, that's where I think that people, they, 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 they run into these, you know, is the world a matrix and all this. And they think like, these the, the, that because I think sometimes like man you look at that guy walking down the street you're like is that just a simulation or is that just a you know right and I think what it is is like you don't interact with that person and when you do there's only like limited capability that they have to like fire back like have a nice day and then they like fuck off you know and it feels like a video game in that way so that's the problem with weed too is I think you can go down the like psychosis route too you're like dude is this real you know <laughs> so I think it's like you know, double-edged sword with all these things, you know, like if you eat mushrooms all day long too, dude, like fucking good luck. 
Yeah, no, you know that's I mean? not so, recommended by the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, that's. I, mean, <laughs> I think that would make you like the government thinks you're crazy podcast if you ate mushrooms every day. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you gain this empathetic quality, which is like so beneficial. But like at the same time, we can't be fucking pussies about everything, too. You know, it's just like it's got to be both because at some point, dude, you know, like the loudest voice in the room is going to lead us, and like that typically is like a fucking moron at the moment, you know, which, which is like these, you know, you know, yeah, no, I've been in situations like that where it does feel like there's a tipping point in the energy. And then the most impulsive, maybe the least intelligent person makes a decision for the room. And because he was the first one to take that impulse, nobody else counteracts it. And then who knows what happens next? Maybe not for the best, maybe not for the worst, but yeah, definitely been in situations where that's happened. But the thing you said about this, like 80, 20, and then the 15 and the 5% breaking down the 20 there. I really like that. I'm a fan of the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm a fan of Army of the Pharaohs and all this great underground rap. We've talked about underground rap quite a few times on this podcast. I think that was really a big part of my awakening, really, because these rappers were talking about really, really important things. It's it's like a secret society, these underground rappers, you know what I mean? Like, well, they're five percenters. So they were talking 5% talk. So you were being initiated, whether you know it or not. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I think that's absolutely true. Cause there's so many things that like I heard in rap songs that then when I go and study like theosophy or ascension or like any of these esoteric like anything yeah. in like manly p hall and then even yeah. the conspiracy theories i mean you know vinnie paz and the end of days song have you ever heard of that i've known vinnie paz yeah yeah vinnie paz and the end of days yeah. song i mean that song i've played it to so many different people it's universally liked even though it's like a underground rap song probably most people wouldn't know it but I hope I think I'll put like a little 15 second clip of it in this podcast somehow that might be legal but yeah great song man and that that yeah and that that song in particular drops so many just bombs of truth that like as I've been listening all these podcasts you just hear the full picture and you're getting you know but is that a part of it for you? I mean, Connecticut, we've got we've got some rappers here. Like Apathy is one of the guys from Army of the Pharaohs. He's from Willimantic, Connecticut. Yeah, I mean, dude, like straight up, you know, like that Wu Tang thing. Yeah, that was straight up like deciphering hieroglyphics, you know. And it's like that's what it got me into symbology. And like I do logos, you know, and branding. So I've always been into logos. And to be really fair about it, I guess the first thing that got me into conspiracy theory. To be super duper fair about it was the fact that I looked around and I saw all these logos were super similar in one way, shape, or form. And I was like, yo, something's up with this. Like, something's up with these two mountains and a sun. Always, everywhere. What the fuck is going on? Always four points swirling around like a swastika. You're like, something's going on. Like, you know, and then you see like a fifth element. You're like, that's four plus one, right? Fifth element, right? Like, so it's logos logos got me into it you know when which, which is fascinating too because then you start looking at like the word logos and what that means about right and so then you start looking at magic because magic is what these people study in the occult right and that's manifestation and that's meditation and that's like you know spooky action at a distance right in a quantum way of saying it right it's like yeah. 
right? So you can, I think you can cut it however you want to cut it. You can look at it through the eyes of a plumber. You can look at it through the eyes of a painter, an accountant, a race car driver, whatever you want. But as long as we get there, we get there. And I think, you know, when you study all these different schools is what you, what you kind of, kind of notice is they kind of are saying the same thing in different ways. I think that my mom gave me this book, comparative religion that I used to get high and read. And it was like crazy because it said all these religions you never even heard of. And they kind of saying it's a lot of the same stuff, you know? So I think people are, have an ability, they're pattern recognition specialists. That's what they say. Human beings are. And so I think a lot of time I just noticed pattern really. Yeah. No, you're on to something for sure. I mean, clearly you're doing something right. But the logo thing, that's something I remember as a kid was like always very interesting. I mean, you know, you know, Connecticut, like the post road, I grew up like with the post road, like five minutes away. It's like full of full of, you know, signs and businesses. And Oh, yeah, with the post. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's like it's like the main road. It goes all the way down to Florida, all the way right. up to Maine, you know, and but it cuts through Connecticut for a big deal of it. And and yeah, it's just full of advertising and and yeah, it's just something that you're noticing and we just had a conversation with a, a guest the episode will come out before this one uh, about meme magic. Have you heard yeah. of this concept before? Yeah, well, that's, it, 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 it's like it's like it's like putting an idea in the most simplified form into your mind, which is the same thing as a logo, which yeah. is the same thing as a rune, which is the same thing as symbology. It's all magic. So logo, yeah. it's all magic. And so this was my thing. I could never figure out why the Bulkham Stone when I was a kid was so fucking powerful. Mm. Dude, people fucking would do anything. They get that thing tattooed on them. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. How do, you, how do you create that sort of like gravitate? You know what I mean? Gravity for le- like, you know? Yeah, and there's what is these, what is that? It's these archetypes, man. I mean, the Volcom symbol is like, I mean, it makes me think of like fire almost, you know, because it's almost shaped like a fire, like the way the the oh. base and points up to the top. Oh, it's, so it's a, so it's a yin yang. Yeah, but but it's it's a shape that's like not even. It's not even. It's like off to one's kilter, right? Yeah. It's a yin yang that's off to a kilter. So it's got like these elements going on. It's like super powerful on the psyche. Yeah. I, I just think that that's what like, bro, like look at Egypt. Like Egypt is crazy. Like those logos are still, those ideas are still around. Like, man, it's powerful shit, you know, for whether you know it or not, like whether I know it or not, whether it doesn't matter if we know it or not, it's powerful. And it's a fact. I mean, it's on the fucking dollar bill for Christ's sake. There's still pyramids around, you know, it's like, yeah, and then I look into it more, bro, and I get really confused because then I started looking into architecture. And this is where shit gets really fucked up. And that's just the fact that, like, like how old is this motherfucker? Like, what is time? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I get, I get real slippery with it because, like, who, who's handing out the history books? To, and to what end? Because, like, if we were skull and bones... And we never had to worry about money ever our whole lives. And we knew nepotism was a thing. And you and I was going to be John Kerry and George Bush. And we was going to be rubbing elbows to the top, right? Well, what kind of shit would we get into? Chances are we get into all kinds of shit. Right? Yeah, it must be nice. <laughs> I'm just yeah. thinking if, if, it was a, if, it's a, if it's like a diving contest, but you and I were into doing cannonballs, 
Like we could do some big shit from that height. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there, man. Yeah. There's definitely a rewriting of history. That's clearer and clearer as we look into this stuff for sure. I mean, again, we just had this guy on Andreas Zertis, who's talking about a very similar thing. You know, how, when you look at the architecture in some of these places, the history just doesn't add up. Like in North America, there are all these structures that aren't explainable with what they told us, you know, Oh, Columbus came here and they were all just, you know, fighting Indian. each other with sticks and stones and just Indians from yeah. one to the other. Yeah. It's bullshit. The whole thing is bullshit. And the truth is that there was a sophisticated group of human beings living in North America for thousands of years and they were doing all kinds of stuff. And, and the history has been rewritten in a way for us to only think that, you know, Europe came and conquered easily and don't think about the rest, you know, and maybe that's because they won, <laughs> you know, because they were successful and, and that maybe that's what this Freemason stuff is all about. And, and that's why it doesn't seem like they're doing much today because they already did it. You know, now their job is to just clean up and, and, and sit on this whole myth of America and keep that myth of America going. Because the truth is, is the Freemasons and all these other guys, you know, maybe potentially stole this land from a, a real country you know, that was uh, a confederacy of, of real human beings. You know, that that could be something that could make uh, America like a war crime, a war criminal, you know, like, I don't know what the implications of that are. But yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Chris? Dude, I fucking think you hit that with like strategic precision. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I was a kid and I lived in the islands, right? It was a British island. And one time I was at school, I was the only white kid in school and a dis British destroyer pulls up, drops anchor and a chopper comes in. If you're British and you're gonna be going to the crown at some point, if even if you're 20 guys away, you gotta go to the military and do service is the way I understand it. So point being something like 16th in line to the crown, choppers in, and fucking inspects us, man. We had to be there in a fucking row and they and they inspected the children. So to me, like I, I've known I've been a slave for a while, right? And so I think that sometimes animal farm status, like, you know, they give you enough water, they give you enough land, just enough to get to work and back. And it's a slavery thing. The classism it equals slavery. Lower class to slaves, upper class got enough money to do whatever they want. So I think that like you know, that knowledge could be, that could be just economics right there. And there could be overarching like principles, like what you're talking about, like history, like these groups that have like pushed it in certain ways, right? Like we see that in Batman, like these group of uh, League of Shadows that comes in, like burns cities down. Dude, every city in America is apparently burnt down like twice, right? Where did all these brick structures come from? How old are they? Why are they fucking everywhere on planet Earth? There's so many odd things. Like, there's people that think that, you know, these cities were, you know, melted by plasma, you know, and there's evidence for buildings, all kinds of underground shit, too. That was all yeah. kinds of weird shit with Antarctica. What the fuck is going on here? There's so much holes in everything that, like, if you're like, listen, even if... If there's 1 million alien stories, right, and 999,000, yada, yada, there's one. There's one that was real. Aliens are real. So, like, 
I start looking around, and I see all this shit that's up for debate. And you're like, man, where does one start and one stop? You know, and how interrelated are they? You're talking about Freemasonry and like, <clears throat> excuse me, you're talking about Freemasonry. Like I was talking about history before. And I think that's where you, those two things meet. Right. And then maybe, I mean, you and I don't know, right, for sure. But there is something wonky with history. And there has been some probably like people that have been responsible for that. Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, dude, it does seem like history doesn't really add up. I mean, this whole Tartaria talk is fucking insane. It's fucking insane. And it seems to be like plenty of maps and plenty of evidence for it. I mean, dude, it's in some like major books from like not that long ago, too. And you're like, and then like Mandela effect and like all this shit. Like, where does one start and one stop? That's why people get high and they're like, I'm definitely in the fucking matrix, dude. This shit is too much. Man. <laughs> Absolutely. But I mean, the, what you said about like, I've known I'm, I'm a slave. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize like they think that like oh like we're living in this world and everybody's just trying their hardest and doing their best and you know what we have is based on good intentions and you know like we live in this great society and we should be grateful and it's like no 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 like you're you're trapped like you're you're in debt you know you're a slave you know and i think what podcasting offers us is a chance to use the freedom of the internet to spread these kind of messages this information that wouldn't have been spread through the primary channels you know the people who put money into entertaining people they're not interested in us getting educated so i mean how what are your thoughts on podcasting and how how it fits into this new world we're living in dude i think it's the future man because it's like <clears throat> listen it started off with everybody with a MySpace account or an AOL, right? And then it went to everybody had a MySpace and then it was Facebook or whatever. There was another one in between the two, maybe whatever, dude. Point being is like someday, I think it's just going to keep going in that direction. We're either going to go fucking off to the woods or whatever, Unabomber status, or we're going to get more and more in bed with technology. And I just think that that's kind of like naturally where it's going. And people don't seem to be resisting it, even though really smart people are telling us to maybe pull the, you know, slow down on it a little bit. And as they think, as we become more and more entangled with it, I think that, you know, these things are just, you know, podcasts, especially podcasts are going to be like, you know, it was a Tumblr feed and then it was a blog and then it was a fucking, I think it's just evolution, man. So I think podcast is what it is at the moment for right now, you know? And like, like a tapes turn into mini discs, turn into laser, you know, discs, turn into CDs, you know, it, it'll evolve, you know, at some point, maybe it's like your live stream from your contacts for Christ's sake, like the Truman show. Like, I, I don't necessarily think that's too far away, dude. Like, you know, think about it, like porn paves the road for all of this stuff. They put down the, you know, the cables across the fucking Pacific for, you know, that paid for it. Porn paid for this shit. Right. So it's like, Dude, when you are able to put contacts in, like, fuck, you know, Kim Kardashian or whatever, like, dude, everybody's going to buy that. What's that worth? So, like, podcasting, I think, is what it is right now. It's opinion-based. It's cool. It's like, you know, video element, whatever. But I think it's going to keep evolving through this, where I don't, I think it'll be always available because it's cool. It's like people have always wanted radio and these, like, interactions with, like, you know, people that they align with the psyche of, but I think as technology is just going to keep going and keep going. I don't think it's ever going to fuck. I don't think it's ever going to fucking stop. Honestly, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I, <laughs> guns, oil, drugs, sex trafficking. I didn't realize that the love Pacific, God, man. I love God, baby. The 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 Pacific, what'd you call it? The the cables, right? That's interesting. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like, dude, that's where we're gonna get this AI from. It's gonna come from people wanting to like, you know, I don't know, fuck real dolls, and they're gonna have so much extra money, they're gonna be like, yeah, put a computer chip in its head or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's like, what did that one guy made off of Rogan's like uh, podcast for fake vaginas? You know what I'm saying? Like, homie probably made like a billion dollars off them things, bro. Yeah. Hey, and it, 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 it's like it's like it's like pussy and mercenaries are the two oldest businesses in the world. Yeah, no, we're for real. And I think that's what a lot of this conspiracy boils down to, you know, like when you start looking into this stuff, a lot of these groups are using those channels to, to, you know, hide a lot of their money, right? I think that's like really what it comes down to is, is, is these powerful people doing illegal things. Dude, they're you know? in on it. They're in cahoots too. You saw that like HSBC just got popped. They're like the fucking triads, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. It's at every <laughs> level, bro. You know, yeah. like you think they stopped with Tony Montana with the bags, you know, like, no, they're still doing that shit, bro. You know, it's like those, the cocaine tra traffickers are trying to buy fucking, you know, like fucking uh, submarines. Like, man, like it's big business. We ain't a part. It's a big group. You ain't in it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, the yellow submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, oh my god! Yeah, wow, man. So, what was the what was the step one first thought to the Mensa podcast? How did that start? Well, originally it was supposed to be me and my homie, but he had like this crazy schedule. But so that's why it's called Mensa. It was like it's like you know we spelt it wrong. Men entertaining nonsense again. <laughs> okay. Cause like Mensa, like you know, it's for smart people, and we're like fucking morons. So, I mean, that that's not really spelled wrong. It works. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about it is, like, Jay Z stole Rockefeller. So, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I like that. <laughs> I, I I liked your explanation for for Sam as well. So, <laughs> yeah. So, for the listeners who aren't familiar, you can uh, go check out the Mensa podcast. Chris, is there anything else you want uh, to close off before we end this uh, awesome podcast? No, man, I appreciate you uh, letting me come on and uh, just, just talk stupid nonsense with you. Basically, it's like it's a pleasure to, uh, you know, link up with like minds. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, from one Connecticut guy to another, I mean, now you made it all the way over on the West Coast, right? Yeah. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool, man. Yeah. Looking forward. Oh, I had another question. Maybe we can end on this. What do you think about What do you think about like? Now that psychedelics are legal, I mean, do you think that pharmaceutical companies are going to be jumping on this? Are you worried that it's going to become like tobacco? What does the landscape look like over there as somebody who lives in Oregon? Yeah, I think they're already done the due diligence and they're in bed. Dude. They're already doing it. There's, I, I know personally of, you know, somebody that was raising a hundred million for a psychedelics company. So, wow. you know. Yeah, I know that there's I know that there's money already in that sphere, if you will, and it's only uh, but you know the thing about it is though, dude, it's like you know the thing about potheads too is like you know they want to grow a good product for their customer, like they're potheads. Those typically not the guy that's gonna like round the corners and use like shitty ingredients, you know. So the same thing with mushrooms, you know, there's a big money that's already in it. Those sharks are definitely in the water. 
and uh, like go to a cannabis cup you know the guys in suits are either you know secret potheads or they like got some real fucking money you know and yeah they're there dude trust me okay so there is hope though it's not like it doesn't look the future doesn't look grim with that stuff because i think you know can you all do alter are they going to alter the chemical you know is it going to be like synthetic shrooms like i mean i guess we'll see how they propose it right yeah no i mean the additives in in cigarettes right because nicotine by itself isn't terrible you know it doesn't give you cancer but all the stuff they added to it certainly does you know so that's just that's my worry with cannabis because i you know living in connecticut you know massachusetts is right there it's not far and i've gone and gotten recreational bud from mass and some of it's really dry and some of it's fresh and great but the dry stuff has been radiated with like a microwave and you know like yeah like pasteurized is what they call it or irradiated yeah 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 i mean chris chris bennett who's you know author he was just on our show a couple episodes ago after this one comes out and he he told us that really that something they're doing now is irradiating the but i don't think they would do that in california or colorado you know because that's what you're like you're saying it's made by potheads for potheads whereas in massachusetts you have like this mit you know, money that got involved and, and they're doing a lot of research, you it's know what I mean? Fucking nerds that ruin everything. <laughs> what is it with these fucking people, man? Like, can girls just start sleeping with nerds more often so they just <laughs> back off trying to ruin the world for everybody? I swear it's nerds and fucking cops that are just like down to fuck everybody else up. It's so annoying, dude. Like, stop, man. Just cool out, man. Like, the internet pull back on it a little you know like ai maybe like pull back like i want to extend regular human life as long as possible <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i want yeah. to peace and like tranquil vibes you know what i mean like yeah yeah that needs to be a mainstay i think that should be square one and yeah. you know maybe the rest of this stuff will disappear but chris this has been a great conversation man We'll we'll definitely have you back on again. Can't wait. And, Can't wait. Uh, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for listening to my family thinks some crazy podcast. Mark is bananas. Crazy. Okay, this guy's losing his mind. I'm Don't listen crazy to him. For feeling so lonely. Follow us on Patreon.com slash M-F-T-I-C. That's Patreon.com slash M-F-T-I-C. Oh,